You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is the Mothball Prophecies. Hello and welcome to the Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Jill Huffman. And today we're both drooling over the incredible collections of a fellow Pyrex lover. She has a delightfully bright collection that's sure to make anyone a lover of that glassware. Glass or owls, you're going to fall in love. Welcome to the show, Rachel of Pyrex Owl. Hi. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You are also in the great white north. How's the weather in your neck of the woods? It is beautiful. It's going to be mid 70s today. So after oh. being cold and but that's Colorado for you. Yeah. It's yeah. 50. Mm-hmm. It's 30 degrees one day, 70 the next. It's literally mm-hmm. all snow and then it's, um, you know, beautiful. So mm-hmm. kind of get used to it this time of year. Um yeah, the temperament. Yeah, you try spring. not to get too excited. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I can wear my Birkenstocks without socks. And then like the next day it snows three inches. Yeah. I just do it out of spite at that point. Oh, I do too. I have a, um, uh, my manager just, she moved from Florida. So she was like, it's so nice. I was like, don't plant. <laughs> no. Don't plant anything. She's like, oh, I remember. She's like, yeah, we should probably be able to plant this April, right? And I'm like, oh no, no. No. You May. wait. Wait until after Memorial Day weekend. After Mother's Day. Or is it Mother's Day or is it Memorial Day? For us, it's Memorial. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. right around it that usually same time. snows yep. on Memorial weekend. You here. can plant cold weather things like pansies yeah, well, and primrose. I don't even know what those are. Ask me. I'll tell you. And it's cold. I don't want to no. plant in the cold. Mm-mm. You can plant peas. I plant peas on St. Patrick's Day. Of course you do. Just so you know. Here's your tip of the week <laughs> about peas. I do not have yeah. a green thrum. Thumb. So I planted some, uh, like, what are they, hydrangeas or something? I don't even know what they were. And I hope they'll survive. I don't know. You know, but they don't do super well in Colorado. So we'll see how they do. Yeah. They, they're temperamental. Yeah. A little bit. I That's what I heard after I planted them. And I'm like, well. Yeah. So my husband killed my other sure. bushes that I loved. So um, anyway, that's another story. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a pale green brown thumb. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I do good, sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. That's why we're friends. I'll help you. I have uh, an outrageous green thumb. It's stupid. And it mostly started. It's not fair, actually. Sorry. It's genetics, I guess. That's what I'm going to blame it on. I don't know. You mean you're not over um, indulgent of looking things up and knowing everything front and back? That never matter. I don't know who that is. It's not me. Not me. Yeah, I actually started gardening. with my grandfather. And then I found some photos of us gardening when he was teaching me how to use the rototiller. So that was really <laughs> a sweet find recently. Nice. Um, and we were talking before we started recording about, you know, like early life collecting and all of those things. And we found a shared thing about our grandmothers. What did your grandmother do that you said now is kind of leading into more of something for you? Yeah. So she worked at Avon. Um, I believe she was a district manager or some type of manager and she was in Nebraska. Um, and I just remember going to her house in Nebraska and she had a whole room, like a whole bedroom of Avon, like wall, you know, floor to ceiling mm-hmm. of Avon. And then in the basement where we would always stay when we went up there, she had Avon everywhere. Like all those little, you know, the little 
automobiles with cologne and yeah, the all the yeah. everywhere. And I just remember that, um, you know, just tons of Avon. Um, and I actually sold Avon for a little while too. Um, like around when my son was born, I was doing it for mm-hmm. fun, kind of as a side gig, but now she passed away probably 20 years ago or so, but, mm. um, I find myself now being drawn to all the, um, Avon. And so I've been recently starting to collect really the stuff in the um, box, you know, the 70s stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently posted kind of one of my displays has all my little Avon boxes and stuff like that. So, oh. yeah. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I had always heard of my grandmother doing, uh, like things like that, right? She sold Tupperware, I think, for a moment. And then she sold Avon. And we found in my grandmother's house, my grandparents' house, as we were going through everything, my husband found a entire box of slides oh. that we didn't know existed. And we pulled one of the cubes out and we found the projector also that still worked. Nice. And nice. so we loaded the cube into the projector and started going through. And there's this, I'll have to get it. There's this darling picture of my grandmother dressed up to go sell Avon. And she has like a blouse and all this stuff. It's so sweet. My mom goes, oh, there she is going to sell Avon. (laughs) So So, yeah, yeah. I can totally um, understand that. And it was interesting when we were going through their house um, to get all the things we wanted, the amount of stuff that drew me to things I wanted to keep versus what is innately valuable in the house. And like just things, you know, that I brought home that are of no value. But when I look at them, I'm like, oh, I love that. Right. Yeah. It really yeah. kind of solidified that view of like collections don't need to be worth anything to be meaningful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I do. I actually ended up, my aunt had sent me, and I guess it hasn't been 20 years since she passed away. You lose track of time as you get older. But um, mm-hmm. she had sent me a few of her, like, uh, I have like an Avon cookie jar, like a little bear cookie jar. Mm-hmm. And I have like the door knocker she got. I have a few things and I'm going to keep them forever. So, you know, little treasures that I'm happy to have now. But like I, yeah. I go and visit my aunt who's actually in South Dakota. And she's like, gosh, you know, I had so much Avon stuff. I wish you would have told me I would have given it all to you, but that's okay. Oh, well. (laughs) And that's, and Avon made a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, they do. I actually, um, not too long ago, well, last year, somebody on Mercari was selling a huge stack of Avon catalogs and I bought them and they're all from the eighties, but like mid eighties, they're just the most awesome thing to look through, like totally 80s, the 80s eyeshadow and all the fun stuff. So I have a huge stack yeah. of them. And I like to just go through them and just reminisce about them. Yeah. So fun. I love that. I like um, old ephemera, not mm-hmm. old, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you look back on things, and yeah. it's just like a portal to that time. And that's. I love that she also was so affluent in Avon mm-hmm. because that was not common for most people. So yeah. I love that for you. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny. I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, I guess that was kind of an early like collection that, you know, I told mm-hmm. you when my when I did my I hadn't I didn't really collect anything until, you know, recently, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I love dollhouses and um my mom and I that was our shared kind of thing that we did. My mom, um, we had a I had a dollhouse, had several dollhouses and all that. But yeah, those are kind of my early childhood things, I guess. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Jill has a similar thing. Like she didn't start collecting until later in life. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. compared to other guests. Why I guess for both of you, like what 
why did why didn't you start sooner? Like, what was the the switch that flipped for both of you to start mm-hmm. collecting? Oh. Ask these questions. <laughs> I want to know. No. Um. No, I don't know. Like, I collect now. Like the way I collect, still, I don't. Like, if I were to like get rid of it, it wouldn't be like a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. To like some people's collection, it'd be like, oh my god, this is like. Da, 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 and I'm just like, oh, that's really pretty. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's cute. Let's use that for a while. And then, like, I don't know. You've seen my place. I don't have a lot, Mm-mm. but the things I do is just because I'm a magpie and it was shiny. Mm-hmm. Mm. What about you? Yeah. Um. So I was thinking more about that too. Like, why? How did it start? And I guess um, we didn't really go to thrift stores. I didn't really go to thrift stores. My mom, you know, she liked. She like she had like a doll collection and stuff like that. And I know um, we did shop, but I don't remember going to antique stores or anything. But I guess after my son was born or right before, we did start going thrifting. But it was more, um, I don't know, we are looking for baby stuff. And then when my son was mm-hmm. growing up, like books and clothes. And then my husband started um, picking up bicycles. and um, And then he realized he could fix them. He likes to tinker with stuff he loves old cars and so he found that he could buy bikes fix them up and flip them so we started Mm. that so we were starting to go to thrift stores more um you know shortly after my son was born he was born in 2006 and um you know so he started picking up bicycles so we were going to thrift stores but I really was just looking at books and and other things I really wasn't into the vintage like I, I mentioned I was my house was Target and boring and right. moved to this house Damn. in like 2013 and the house is only, um, it's 10 years old this year. And, um, we didn't have a basement before and this house is a basement and a lot more room. And so we started collecting bicycles. Um, and we actually had, oh my gosh, at one point we had like 25 bicycles. Like it was just madness, <laughs> like at least 25. And then we had them in the basement. We had them in our garage and we, every day we would buy, and I wouldn't say we're just very casual by we would just drive, you know, go around the park. It's not like we were doing anything fancy. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it was like, which bicycle do you want to take today? So, so I think, you know, and then um, I mentioned that, you know, my sister-in-law, um, she had some pirates um, and I saw it and I was like, oh, that's really pretty. And my mom had some, and, you know, I think my mother-in-law mm-hmm. had some, and I just was like, we we're going to the thrift store. And I, I guess that's just how it started for me. Like, I like the colors and like, I think I first started collecting butterfly gold because I really like butterflies. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that was kind of my first. Um, and then my husband, since he was thrifting so much looking for bicycles, he just started picking up. He really is the one that kind of started picking up all the things. So anything he thinks, um, although we don't resell a ton, we do do some or nothing. Like mm-hmm. we just do it for fun. Um, he, he figured if we can make a buck off of it, he would pick it up. So, yeah. So, yeah. And I like that. Um, I feel like it's an advantage to start later in life than when I started. Because, like, for me, it was like eight years old, and I thought everybody was collecting cool vintage stuff mm-hmm. or antiques. And so it was like every time I saw something that I thought was vintage or antique, I was like, oh, I should probably keep that. But that now I know where it comes from was my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> no, that but that was genetic. I feel like for both of you, for starting when you did and the collections you both have curated is very well done for coming to it um like later in life. Well, I think also, you know, the older you are, you're more established in what 
your like decor, what the look you want for mm-hmm. your house. So you know what you're looking for. Yep. I know my husband will send me pictures of stuff and he'll be like, you want this? And I'm like, no, God. Yeah. Yeah. Why my husband does that too. I'm like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know he sent me, no. he was at the Goodwill yesterday and he sent me pictures of these lamps. They were like, was it the wood ones? Wood? Yes. I went there yesterday and, too. And uh, he everywhere. was like, these are kind of cool. And I'm like, kind of not. <laughs> I'm like, do not bring one of those home. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but wouldn't those look good? I'm like, no, stop. No, we're not. We're not putting those in our house because they were they were not spectacular. Were they like what um, year they were, were they from? What do you think? Were they? They're new oh, and they new. looked like yeah, it was like you know when they, the Goodwill buys a bunch of stuff and like then Target, sells it. Like yeah, they get like stuff from yeah. Target. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like a lamp base that had been turned on a lathe into the shape of a lamp base. Like yeah, it was. <laughs> and there was like no, you know, right. it just it would look great in a cabin. Right. Yeah. 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 And the yeah. They were not, um, they were, and they were everywhere. There was like three top places that they were at. I know. Oh, I know. Cause he showed me every <laughs> single, he's like, really? You don't like any of these? And I'm like, no, Mm-mm. I don't even need a lamp. Mm-mm. Oh, I, I know. Like, yeah. Yeah. My husband yeah. and I are usually on the same page with stuff. You know, he, he luckily loves vintage. It's funny. We both started at the same time loving it. Cause I wouldn't say he collects um, and I can show you guys later, but my, you know, vintage Star Wars and toys and everything. And, um, mm-hmm. um, and that's, he started collecting that um, when eBay first started and like we start, he started buying stuff and selling stuff. So he was more of a collector before even I was. And, um, mm-hmm. but it's funny how we're both kind of into the similar thing with most of the stuff, although he tends to like more of the fifties and sixties and I like more of the seventies and funky and kitschy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he's like, no, no, like, no, I don't want, you know, so sometimes we have yeah. those moments where he's like, no, I don't want that. Or I say, no, I don't want that. So, but for the most part, we usually, um, you know, things he'll send me, he, he typically knows what I, I think he's finally figured out what I kind of like. So, <laughs> so does he fall into the, like, liking the fifties and sixties because of the modern look and simple lines of things? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess so. Yeah, probably. I mean, we're both he's he's older than me. I mean, he's like, well, almost five years older than me. So maybe mm. um, uh, perhaps that's kind of I don't know. We've never really thought down. Sat, <laughs> you know, I only ask. <laughs> but yeah, definitely I only ask because my husband 50s, is and I definitely yeah. love the shag carpet, the seventies, the funky. And sometimes, mm-hmm. although he likes it sometimes, sometimes he's like, no, that's way too much over the top. You know, I'd love to finish <laughs> our basement in like shag carpet and wood paneling. And I think he would too, but um, I don't know. Like, I don't think he'd want to do the whole house. And <laughs> you know, he loves right. the pink and the turquoise. He'd love to have a pink and a turquoise. Um, although, but he still loves the same thing. So it, I don't know. Most of the time we, you know, we have the same kind of, um, you know, thoughts aesthetic. On. Yeah. Aesthetic. Yeah. 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 I wish but, at yeah. this time. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it, this is a zoom communication. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now slide. looking back, I wish we would have, when we went bought our house, I wish we would have bought, you know, a home that was older, you know, but mm. it is mm-hmm. what it is. That's my dream now to have a older home. Although there's more issues I know, you know, with Concerns if yeah. it was built in the sixties or seventies, you know, things and issues. Yeah. But my house is yeah. so I've kind of tried to turn my house into, you know, 
as much of a vintage home as I can, but you know, there's only so much you can do, but I try. So, and you've done a beautiful job. I was looking through your Instagram, of course. And I was like, I thought your house was older mm. than it is. Good, yay! <laughs> so you've done a great job. Like, yeah, my house was built in 53. Yeah. The basement is chilly because these walls behind this paneling are probably not insulated. It's probably just straight to concrete. Yeah. I'm going to bet. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. thing we talk about when we do, you know, like, oh, I'd like to move and have an older home. But yeah, there's a lot of issues you don't think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And there's places in the basement I'd like to take the paneling down, but I'm terrified to look at the foundation. So yeah. I'll just be <laughs> ignorant to what's behind Ooh, it. Oh, yeah, no, don't. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. I think yeah. I love that wood paneling. We were oh, I love it. at an estate sale a few weeks ago and they had just bought the house. It was, and they were going to tear it up and oh, it was so sad. And I was like, can we take the wood paneling? Can we take the kitchen? Like we were trying to figure <laughs> out all the ways. To, like, I know that's, it. there's my grandmother's yeah. basement in their house is original. Yeah. And it has the two bedrooms both have carpet tile, but it's like the sixties carpet tile. Oh yeah. And so does the kitchen. And in my brain, I'm like, how do I tell these people that if they rip it out, like, it would be great in like, uh, yeah, don't rip it out. My... It probably has asbestos too. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. No, I think it's one only. And there's lots of cool light fixtures in the house and stuff like that too, that I'm like, and like the backsplash in the basement is all mid-century oh. tile, like that light blue oh, and yeah. cream mm-hmm. yeah. with gold flecks. Yeah, and he's a contractor, so you know no, it's going to happen. I know. I can't watch. Yeah. I know. Farmhouse the fuck out of that thing, I, I bet. I get so upset. I can't even watch like HGTV or any of those shows. Like anytime I see that they're about to rip apart a home like that, I just get really sad and upset. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the basement bathroom is a pink bathroom mm. with like the uh, uh, 60s, 70s French kind of – it. The, the cabinets look like they're tufted wood. Mm. Like they're all hand carved. Oh, no, yeah. 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 It's yeah. yeah. oh, beautiful. You should see if he if he does take those out, you should ask them and put them down here. I know. How great would it be? You should. Totally. Yeah. I'm going to have to tell my mom. Like if they rip, because the upstairs bathroom too has the um, glass medicine cabinet with the sliding oh, doors. yeah. That's the long shelf. There's yeah. two of those in the house. Yeah, you should totally ask him. I will. I will. I'll leave a note hidden somewhere. Be like, hey, if you're going to rip mm-hmm. these out. Try to call. save as much as possible. I know. Yeah. We will see stuff posted, like, you know, people ripping that out. And we always think, can we take that stuff? Where can we put in our house? But, you know, our house is fairly new, so it's hard. Like, I'd love mm-hmm. to update my kitchen to update. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, right, right, right. LOL. Uh, like, you know, put in, like, uh, vintage appliances and everything. But I don't know if it would work. I don't know. <laughs> right i know yeah. that's uh when i see like on facebook i'll see the uh like people that live it's it's in florida a lot of like those metal kitchens from mm-hmm. the 50s yeah. and it'll be the entire kitchen for like three thousand dollars <laughs> and i'm like can i get to florida be like that? how do i <laughs> get that you could fly there mm-hmm. rent a u-haul right. and just drive back yeah yeah my kitchen's not big enough though we can make it big enough. Let's do it. Get rid of my living room and just make it again. Yeah, yeah just a big the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it started where when you started collecting mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and it kind of started with Pyrex, but where did everything else start to come in? Like specifically, you have a ton of swung glass 
where. Right. When did that, or what drew you to that? Yeah, that's interesting. That's probably my most, one of my most recent collections. Um, And really, actually a couple of the pieces in in my picture, well, I know not everybody Mm -hmm. can see it, but that green swung base in my picture is actually my grandmother's. Um, And then I have another one. And so my aunt, when I went out to visit her, um, she lives in South Dakota. I usually go to see her um, once a year. So I'm going to see her again. She had those. And she said, are you interested in them? I just started recently getting into them. My husband had found, um, we have a gigantic, like three foot tall one that he found at a state sale and some other. So we just had recently started collecting those. Um, and, um, so I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, so I'd say it's only been a few years since I've been collecting the swung bases and, um, almost all of them have been thrifted or estate sales. Um, or I think I bought like the like the blue one at like a I don't know a, a show I saw, but most of them I haven't paid I don't mm-hmm. I'm cheap by nature mm-hmm. so <laughs> unless the, obviously my Pyrex some of my rare pieces I obviously pay up for it but there's other things that I will just not I'll just wait until I find it so mm-hmm. so we'll just Same. pick up those vases as we see them I haven't seen any recently but um, my husband tends to he is lucky. He usually can find them. And so he'll bring them home. So I'd say that's probably my most recent collection. It just kind of started. Uh, but it was when I got those two vases from my aunt that were my grandma's, you know, those are super special to me. So that's yeah. so nice to have. So um, I didn't have a lot of stuff from her. And like, you know, since I wasn't really collecting, I didn't really think about it until now. Um, and so I was happy that she at least kept a few things. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, my very first swung vase was from my grandmother. Yeah. And I almost got rid of it a couple of times, right? I think she gave it to me when I was like 20. You're like, what is it? And I was like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> like, why do I need a vase? And it, yeah, yeah right. I don't have flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's this, you know, it was like a, it's like a cranberry red, mm-hmm. you know, and it's beautiful. Obviously, now I appreciate it, but I was yeah. like, the hell am I going to do with this? Giant piece of glass. I know. Well, I've got, yeah, I've got one that's about three foot and mm-hmm. it's, blue and long that yeah I have a blue one too yeah that's my blue one yeah yeah and I was at uh it was like an estate yard sale the woman was just getting rid of a bunch of shit and I like I kept looking around and I had bought some other stuff and I was looking at the table and then because she had these like ugly dry fake bouquet in it Uh and I was just like kind of looking and I grabbed it and I was like well this is kind of pretty and then like I noticed the way the the top was I was like oh fuck this is a huge ass swung vase and then I looked at the bottom and it was a dollar and I was like okay (laughs) and she walks over to me and I was my eyes got huge oh man a dollar that's awesome (laughs) yeah Yeah. the only downside though she had uh, glued all these flowers like down in it and had water in them yeah, it was pretty filthy. Oh, it was yeah. so gross. My husband like spent a good, I don't know, a week and a half getting all that out. Yeah. <laughs> He's so proud of himself. Mm. Yeah, you can definitely, they definitely get that. And it's really hard to clean some of those. You yeah. get oh, down there, yeah. especially those really tall ones, right? Yeah, they're yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I can't get my arm in there. No, I can't even, like, I can't do it. No, all child can't. Literally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have one that's really wide, but most of them, yeah, you, it would be very difficult to kind of get your hand in there. 
<laughs> I just like look at if it's like got something stuck. I'm like, I guess that's how you live. Yeah. I know that's how I am. Too. I've got a tiny green one too, and it's got something, and I can't get it out no matter what I do. And I'm like, well, you're part of the decoration now. <laughs> It's a part of your look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine, I stumbled into in an auction. It was an yeah, estate yeah, auction. Yeah. That was the best one ever. And it was probably one of my like most incredible finds to date, just by the price I paid for all mm-hmm. of them. I was scrolling through, you know, the auction pictures and I saw the orange glass and I was like, oh shit, the bed. There's no way. And I opened the picture and it was like six or seven swung vases and they were all orange. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll add it to my watch list, you know, and bid on it. And so I bid on it against probably one other person. And there, it was really terrible. There was no measurements, right? I, at the time, didn't know uh, the size difference or the type of swung vases, mm-hmm. right? Because it was one of those like, oh, those are cool. I'll buy them. It was not something that was on my radar. And I bid on them and got in a little bit of a fight, but it stopped at $42. Really? And so I went to pick up the vase and I took my friend with me, thank God, because she's tall. <laughs> and they hadn't pulled anything down in the house. And all of these vases were in like the cutout in the kitchen that was mm-hmm. way up. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized how big they were. Okay. Like one of them, your blue one behind you in your picture, I have that one in orange. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't have any orange i have a like well that one it's kind of a red color but yeah mm-hmm. i don't have any orange ones i need to is it orange orange or is it like that what's that um i don't know i'm not really great it's at not those. amberina like is they it are, like a i would say they're transparent orange. orange though yes i have one yeah no i um got rid of my opaque ones yeah you did get rid of the opaque uh-huh. ones so yeah they're all just clear oh glass. sorry yeah froze for a second you're fine my, un- it's my internet is unstable, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. So yeah, I'll have to, I'll send you a picture. Yeah, after. I'd love to They're see down it. Yeah, here. I don't, I find red ones all the time and blue. Mm-hmm. I'd love to find some other colors. So, um, yeah, yeah I've had a few green. I occasionally will sell. Um, I have a lot. So, um, I try to, I've sold some off, but I'm going to keep the ones yeah. I have now. Yeah. And that's where I, you know, it was like an instant collection. And I, the only ones I will purchase going forward are the like blue. I don't see a lot of blue here. Um, And then like I have a Vaseline glass or uranium glass. I'd like a bigger uranium glass one. But other than that, I think I'm pretty. Yeah. Some of those like, yeah, some of my collections, it's like I only need a few of them. Mm -hmm. And then I'm pretty that I yeah. would like another bigger one, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but I don't know. They're cool, but it's just like one of those things. It's like, eh, it's just another thing. to. Do. You need one of like the big umbrella stand. Well, people call them umbrella stands. They're not one of those huge like floor oh, ones. Yeah. Yeah. You need yeah. one of those. So, of course, we have to talk about the the thing that you and Rachel both love, which is Pyrex, right? Yeah. I'm very excited to get into the mind of two Pyrex collectors, okay? <laughs> okay. In the way that we have it before. Only because, like, I texted Jill, because I brought a bunch of stuff from my grandma's house, and I was like, do you want some of my Pyrex? <laughs> like, to me, it is one of my things that I'm like, meh. I bought. I started collecting it when I thought, like, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. It's not my speed. It's not my thing. Yeah, and I really, like, my reasoning for Pyrex is because, I mean, it's probably yours too, is because it was pretty. <laughs> like, all dishes now are just, like, clear. Right. Like, serving dishes, they're just, like, clear bowls. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to serve, like, whatever in a clear bowl. Mm-hmm. I want to put it in a pretty bowl. Right. And 
that's where now it's just <laughs> my collecting is just stupid. And my husband's like, so uh, how many of these big bowls do you need? <laughs> well, like I the, need one of each. Like the four quart ones? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the best for um, mixing. And I always use, I'm not, I have to say, I don't use mine crazy amounts, but I do use mm-hmm. them for baking and stuff. I don't put them in the oven. I, I don't know. I'm weird about that. I just. I know. I We have one friend and she does uses like the, you know, she will put them in the oven. She's like, I hold my breath every time. No, it. it's just and not I'm worth like, it to me. I, um, yeah, I get nervous about yeah. you know, putting them in the oven. So um, I just use, I have my vintage clear ones that I use that I've had a long time, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they serve me well. So. Yeah. The ones I do have, I use to make like jello or like salads, like stuff. If it's going to be used for serving, it's usually stuff. Yeah, if we're mm-hmm. going over to a party or something yeah. or whatever, I have people coming over. I always, <laughs> I always bring them out when people are coming oh, over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I baked in this. That's what my brother does. Like, because um, my sister in law and my brother have a beautiful collection too. Um, and uh, we go over there at Christmas and he'll put it all in the, the different, like, you know, the little casseroles, snowflake casseroles mm-hmm. and all their different mm-hmm. casseroles. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. So, yeah, I always have to take pictures of it. But, yeah, it's fun that we share that. Um, he enjoys it, too. So, my brother and I kind of share that a little bit. Like, um, and I'd say they he started it, like, too, in life <laughs> as well. Because mm-hmm. I, um, But it's nice that we have that kind of shared. He'll send me pictures of stuff and, and, and things like yeah. that. So, we like to, we both kind of have that vintage aesthetic. So. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I do now have a dealer for Pyrex. Oh. I love her. Erin, <laughs> a feral cat, she uh, texts me pictures all the time. She's like, do you have this? I'm like, no. She's like, do you want it? And I'm like, what? Why do you ask stupid questions? <laughs> yeah, I want it. I mean, please I was like, Sam, have. this morning. Oh, my God. You have a lot? It's climbing. It's mm-hmm. climbing. It wasn't a lot until I started this show. Oh. Sorry. And I don't know. I think I have at least 10 of the four quart Cinderella bowls. Wow. But Jill does a ton of baking. I do. And I do a lot of cooking and stuff like that. My husband hates it when I use them, though, because you can't put them in the dishwasher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to hand wash them. them. I know. I have to smack my husband. I unloaded the dishwasher yesterday, and you know it was in the top rack? What? Two Fire King mugs. What? Oh, Oh, stop it. My yellow one and my uh, jadeite one. Wow. No, my husband knows. I'm gonna, no, my husband knows. He knows. I said vintage isn't going the fucking dishwasher. Right. No. Right. Unless it's already super damaged and everything, right. then I right. don't care. But my husband's so paranoid. I have like this pink bowl that is like so damaged from dishwasher use and all that kind of stuff. So that one I don't care. And he's just like hand like washing it. And I'm like, oh, that one can go into the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. He's like, no. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to put one or the wrong one in the dishwasher. So I'm just going to wash them yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, yep, you know, exactly. You yeah. Yeah. Every time my husband puts one in the dishwasher, I just imagine like it's like nine lives for a cat. I just imagine this like tally <laughs> yes. made about yeah. a shot. Another layer. <laughs> Another layer. Yeah. Yep. Son of a. Yeah. So what is your discrepancy on bringing home sad Pyrex dishwasher oh, wear or scratched? Nope. You don't? Nope. Did you ever? Or has that always um, been your? I'd say when we first started collecting, we bought everything, everything. Mm-hmm. So we brought everything home, even that ugly ass gremlin, like the what they call the gremlin, like the fire king, you know, the 
I don't know what you guys call it. The green one. I gotta look. I forget what it's called. I gotta look it up. They don't call it gremlin. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't even remember the pattern name. Green. It's green. It's Fire King. It's glass bake. I don't know. It's at the thrift store all the time. You see it all the time. But we used to. I think I know it. Yeah, we picked up every any type of pyrex. So our um. I'm still trying to clean out stuff that we bought years ago that we don't need. So um, I would occasionally, um, if it was like a, a unique pattern, um, I would. Um, there are some pieces that you can save, um, like if they have scratches on them, um, not necessarily the dull ones. Although we have picked up a few dull pieces and my husband's like buffed them. <laughs> Like, oh. Yeah, and it worked, but it's like, is it really worth the effort of, you know, like he took a red yeah, refrigerator because, yeah. you know, the red always has issues and he, mm-hmm. he literally buffed it and um, it worked. But um, I'd say I, now I definitely am picky. I rarely bring any Pyrex home unless I find it and I know I can um, sell it locally or just um, I do have people that come over and buy it locally from us. So, um, you know, so I'll pick up pieces that I see, but we used to find it a lot more. Um, and I really don't find it. Much. Oh yeah. I mean, you I can, it's, I mean, it. we go to the thrift store and it's like, you can't even find it anymore. So we have our days where we're finding Or if you it. do, it's priced outrageously and it's a crappy right. dishwasher. Oh way. yeah. They've definitely got smart too, you know, yeah. first first. So mm-hmm. I definitely, Maybe back then I bought a few more dishwasher damaged pieces or pieces that I thought, but um, now I just leave everything behind because I figure, well, I have enough pieces and I figure I can just wait Mm -hmm. until I can find a nice piece. And Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I use it mostly for baking and I don't bake a ton. So it's mostly during the holidays. So um, that's when mine gets used. I have my four quarts that I use, like my um, butterfly gold. I have a spring blossom and I think my... Uh, woodland 404 those are the ones i kind of use for my baking and um i don't know um yeah all my other pieces are basically just for display so and it sounded like you had like you guys have done some restoration on some pieces you've brought home or do you know any tips on restoring i mean obviously Mm -hmm. once that glaze Mm -hmm. coating is gone Mm -hmm. you know you're revealing that paint and should be careful how you use it but what are some ways that you guys have learned to restore or do some different like band-aids for mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I um if it has like those black like <sighs> utensil scratches on the outside, mm. you can use peak. So peak is the best for scratches. Like so if it's like black utensil scratches, so it still has the shine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Jill, do you do that? Do you use peak? Have you got peak? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon, P-E-E-K. It's the best stuff ever. So um, I've never heard of it. It also works on Catherine Olm. I don't know, you know, um, Mm, enamel. They have a lot of scratches, but it works wonders on that. So anything that has the shine, but um, maybe has those utensil scratches on the inside, on the outside, mostly I use them. I don't usually put the peak on the inside, but um, it works magic on, on, um, on those. So I've, we got a pink bowl sometime last year and it was just had tons of scratches on it not like paint scratches so like you know but more of those black utensil marks and um mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you just take I just take a rag or a paper towel just put a little bit and you just rub on it um you just have to be careful you know make sure that the paint doesn't come off but I I haven't mm-hmm. had too many issues with that so you just have to be careful with it some people use barkeeper's friend I've not really had a lot of luck with that but I've had more that sounds real abrasive for yeah I don't yeah there's the powder and then there's the but I've found peak to be um really good for those type of for those scratches so yeah 
We're going to have to try to that know. out. Yes. That's good to know. But, but you have yeah. to buy it online. I don't think you can find it in the stores. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, what deters some people from buying Pyrex secondhand or like in a thrift type setting where it looks yeah. a little rough. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm one of those crazy people that if it's Pyrex, I have to bring it home. Mm-hmm. Even if it's even damaged. If I, yeah, even if it's damaged, because then I can always use it for other things. Mm-hmm. But um, there are some patterns that you see all the time, and it's like, I'm tired of this mm-hmm. pattern. Like there's that one, it's like the American or the, the federal. The American, there's a lot here. Uh-huh. And there's the wheat. Uh-huh. And um, the green with the gold. Yeah. There's. Thanks. I don't yeah. know the name of the pattern, but yeah. And then a lot of, um, like I like in my kitchen, like the primary color mm-hmm. Pyrex or the really graphic geometric. Yes. I would love to get some geometric mm-hmm. kind. And, um, I got my first, uh, piece of Pyrex from England. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I have some of the JAJ. I have a few, um, Australian pieces too that I bought like on eBay and stuff like that. But Yes, there's some beautiful patterns for sure. Much my my uh, cold storage is getting very full. <laughs> well, and do you feel like I mean, I feel like as long as I've been collecting, Pyrex has always been collectible, and not necessarily a really high price point, but it's always been priced mm-hmm. at a like higher than what I normally pay for vintage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I hate it when I go and like to like estate sales now because no now people know that's what people are looking yeah. for, mm-hmm. and so they'll have like a dishwasher damage scratch bowl yeah. for like fifteen dollars, and I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, oh like, yeah, I'll for sure. I think when I first started collecting, which I guess it's around 2013 or so, about the time mm-hmm. um, we started, it was easier to find. It was popular, but you could um, we did buy. We would find stuff at the thrift store, but we also would buy stuff on eBay um, and antique stores. And it wasn't too bad. And a lot of my rare pieces that I have, I did get before it's like been ridiculous. Like we did pay mm-hmm. some cra- kind of high prices, but I mean, some of the prices I paid were very well. You know, I got a UFO with the box for like a hundred bucks, you know, that's oh, like, oh, wow. yeah, like nice. that, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you can't do that now. So um so I really haven't bought a lot of Pyrex, you know, you probably could see on my page. I rarely, I used to post all the time, but I rarely, there's really only a few pieces I want and they're super expensive and out of my, I'm super cheap. So um, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay up for it a little bit, but I'm not willing to pay up yeah. Like, yeah. to the expense I, yeah. that the, you know, I have to, like my son's going to be driving soon. So it's like, do I want to buy a car? Do I want to buy a piece of part? Like I'm at that point, like you're like, right. okay, do I want to, you know, do I want to spend $5,000 for a piece of Pyrex, which right. the one I want is a cloverberry. And I mean, oh. it's about I I've had never heard of that pattern mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful. It's gorgeous. Oh my gosh. And it's Did both my husband and I would love them? it. And I've had the opportunity to buy it, but I just, I just couldn't do it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, was it a, like, uh, 
promotional piece? Like why? Yeah. Yeah. And they have a lot of promotional and I have a lot of promotional pieces where, and I don't even know what year it was. I have books about it, but yeah, I don't think there's a lot of information about it, but it's just Mm. a beautiful color. And there's several, many collectors that have it, you know, that I, I'm just like, I drool over it every time I see it and I'd love to have it. And I know I have some, I'm lucky to have some rare pieces, but I think my cheapness sometimes <laughs> outweighs the mm-hmm. really need to finish my collection. So, well, it's just like the realistic aspect, right? Of it, right. Like it's a it's a thing where it's a niche collectible in the aspect of people knowing what that pattern is and knowing the value of it. Mm-hmm. Too uh, yeah, and I d- I can't bring myself to pay for stuff that I would really love to have, but I'm also like, bitch, you no. Yeah, I have to sit and stew for a while, and then if somebody else buys it, I'm like, okay, it wasn't meant to be. Don't want. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, hopefully one day I'll find it, it or I'll get it. Yeah. I'm never gonna find. It. It's not gonna. It's gonna be one of those. You know, if I it works out, great. But mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm at the point where I never thought I'd stop like collecting pirates, but I'm at the point where mm-hmm. I have actually started to downsize a little bit. Not like a crazy amount, but I have gotten rid mm-hmm. of a few patterns that I'm just like, I'm not as in love with anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely changed through the years. You know, when I first started collecting, um, you know, I like the butterfly gold and, and those stuff and, and those type of patterns. And I really wasn't into the pink and turquoise, although I loved the pink gooseberry. I remember mm-hmm. we went to a, like a mid-century modern show and they had a set of gooseberry Cinderella bowls for like $90. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so much money. Like, <laughs> at the the time you know now it's like oh that's an amazing deal and um I ended up buying a set on eBay and they arrived broken so that was Uh, was, you know like my first experience with eBay you know they arrived broken uh, um but then I found another set so um but it's definitely kind of gone back and forth. I didn't like the spring blossom or there's two different versions of spring blossom. And now I like the mm-hmm. newer, the more the lime green one more. Mm-hmm. I actually have yeah. a display of that now. Um, and I don't like the early, the other version as much, although I have a few pieces of it, but it's funny how it just kind of goes back and forth. And I've gotten rid of some other pieces. Like I used to have every snowflake garland and I've kind of won in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so what are your other uh, white whale Pyrex pieces that are rare? That I that, that I want or that I have? Yeah, that you would like to have. Um, or that you have. Let's do both. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's really any other ones that I want. I mean, there's some cool, like, like a constellation. And there's some other ones that are really pretty that, sure, mm-hmm. um, if they came across, I, I would wouldn't mind, but, um, a cloverberry is probably the one I want. Um, but the ones I have now, um, I'm lucky I have a few dianthus pieces. I have my turquoise gold bird space saver, which, um, Mm. I was lucky to get when it was fairly, um, not a crazy price. It still was, it was expensive Mm -hmm. at the time and it's still a lot of money, but yeah, I have a few just, um, my blossom breeze I love. So, but I can't, I, the cloverberry is probably really the only one I really would love to have. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, I thought I'd have every single piece of Pyrex and never would stop, but you do. Yeah. At some point, you're like, nah, no, nah, nah, I'm done. <laughs> I haven't reached that yet. Yeah, you will. You might. I mean, I didn't think I'd ever reach it either. <laughs> I don't think I will, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Come fast forward. Yeah, I'd bit. say there's an update. The last I know my estate sale will just be nothing but Pyrex and people. Well, I mean, if you were to go to my basement, you would think 
you are still collecting like crazy. So I do have a basement <laughs> full. Uh, we have shelves um, mm-hmm. full of Pyrex and vintage. I, I'm mostly Pyrex. I mean, I do have some Fire King pieces and some glass bake. Um, so I have some mm-hmm. other pieces too, for sure. But I definitely have a lot of, and I have boxes too, which I love to collect the Pyrex in the box. So that's my other, so that's kind of when I stopped like doing some of the, I just was like, well, okay, then I want to get the pieces in the box. So Mm -hmm. that was, I'm a sucker for boxes, Mm -hmm. especially like original packaging. Mm -hmm. Me too. like Pyrex, Fire King, Glassbake, all of those boxes are so just beautiful to look at and they like served their purpose, but they were still pretty. Right. Yeah, I know. I haven't yet to come across. Yeah. Yeah, you really have to get them on eBay. And I, I've been oh, fortunate to, you know, find some before prices got so crazy. So, <laughs> that, yeah. That, yeah. you know, I've bought some in the box. So, um, and now I do that for my other collections, like my Mary Mushroom and and stuff like that. I do like to get the mm-hmm. books for those too, for sure. Yeah. So do you rotate stuff out of your basement to then display? Like, are you rotating your displays for mostly just holidays or whenever you feel like it? Yeah, I'd say um, definitely for the different like seasons, you know, spring and um, Easter holidays, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So right now I did a, like a spring blossom. I try to do things different every time. Um, mm-hmm. So I did like a spring blossom display and then I did a tulip display. So sometimes I just, it just kind of comes to me and I'm like, Oh, I'm yeah. do that. And um, you know, I'll probably, I usually do a big Easter display, but I decided this year I'm probably not going to do a huge one. I'll probably just do a little, little more a smaller one, I guess. So, um, trying to do different things. So yeah, I'd say it's a lot of the seasons and then the holidays. So for sure, uh, Mm um, I kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I do. And I definitely, you know, kind of use my basement and I, that's, if I didn't have a basement, I wouldn't have the collection I have now for sure. Cause it's, it's much, I agree. I wouldn't be able to store it all. I think that's really all basements are for (laughs) I started rotating my collections out about six years ago and there's stuff that's just out in the winter and then it all just gets packed away Mm -hmm. and then I just rediscover it. Yeah, that's how I have like I have all my winter Pyrex in my cupboards now and I'm getting ready to take those out and put my spring stuff in Mm -hmm. and summer and then yeah and it makes I also like them a lot more not seeing them every day. Yeah, because you don't, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, I forgot, you know, I had this And then piece. also that's when I'm like, when I'm pulling stuff out, I'm like, ooh, I haven't used this in like two <laughs> Yeah. And then I get rid of it and then I regret it. Yeah, right? I've definitely yeah. had a few where I'm like, God, why did I get rid of that? That was stupid. Um, and mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I'm at mm-hmm. the point where I'm like, okay, Derek, if I do get rid of it, I'm like, am I going to regret this? And um, I haven't so far. So, but there has definitely been some pieces where I'm like, well, that was stupid. I don't know why I got rid of that. So, right. so I definitely was try I- to think before I sell some pieces, you know, mm-hmm. am I going to really be sad? <laughs> and I think, am I going to use this in a display? That's kind of my thinking now. Like, am I going to use this yeah. in a display? If I'm not, then right. why I haven't used it in a display, then I'm like, eh, I'm going to get rid of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. what do you both use to like make your bowls tiered in a mm-hmm. display so they stack on each other on the inside? You know, mm-hmm. you don't. They're in my cupboards. Not yet. Oh, not yet. yeah. I have a pro tip. Um, I get this question a lot, but I use at the Dollar Tree, they have these little 
kind of Rubbermaid, but they're these little plastic Tupperware that you can just, they're little tiny oh. round Tupperware. Um, yeah. And you can get them in like a four set and I just buy those and I just, they're perfect to stack. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh. I've seen that. And then I've also seen um, styrofoam, little styrofoam squares. Oh. Yeah. You can probably do those. Oh. Those might, yeah. So yeah, I've seen, I've yeah. heard all kinds of things people use tuna cans or um rice or whatever but um i find those little round um plastic containers work perfect for me Um, yeah yes and cheap yeah Yeah, dollar. i yeah i more or less display my cake stands Mm -hmm. yeah because i use my pyrex so and then i'm like i don't want to display it and then i'm like well shit that bowl Mm -hmm. like do the work to like take it down and then get everything yeah. out of it. Yeah. So, yeah I yeah, don't yeah. usually display it unless it's got food in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So um, I use those quite a bit because I, I do display. So I have, you know, I have like 25 of them or 30 of them. I don't have quite a few. Just, you yeah. know. That's a good idea though for anything. Mm-hmm. If you need little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I have like one set that I'm actually getting rid of is um, the blue butter print set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it like early on, right? But it's not my speed. Yeah. Like the Pyrex, I'll keep as my primary ones, and my black snowflake mm-hmm. casserole. Like I love black, that, so the black one is on my list. Okay, if, if it ever you'll get if it. it's a if yeah, it manifesting it right now. That one and the zodiac sign one. <laughs> oh yeah, I actually that was one I sold. I had it in the box. I don't know why. I just did. wasn't like I was just like yeah. So I mm-hmm. think I sold it. Yeah, it wasn't. No, I um have been in several auctions for one, and then it gets I'm like I'm gonna get it, and I'm gonna get it, and then somebody comes right behind me and Ooh. like offers like two hundred dollars yeah. more, and I'm like, like I'm out, asshole. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I know it's disappointing for sure. Mm-hmm. I've had that situation come up. Yeah, there's a few pieces like. Especially Mary Mushroom, there's one that I really want, like the planter. I put it on my Instagram all the time. Oh. I want this goddamn planter with the underplate, and I cannot <laughs> for the life of there was one on eBay and it had the mm-hmm. box and everything, but the lady wanted three hundred and fifty dollars. And I was just like, I cannot spend three hundred and fifty dollars on that. So I was like, I'll give you two fifty. And she kept on relisting and kept on relisting. And I was like, She's like, Well, let me think about it. <laughs> Finally somebody just ended up buying uh. for three fifty. I'm like, gosh, I guess like I could have been, I could have bought it, but I just was like, I just couldn't see spending $350. I really wanted it. And it was in the box and everything, but it's okay. Um, Do you collect everything from the Mary Mushroom line from Sears? Or are there certain things that you're like, eh? Yeah. So when I first started collecting Mary Mushroom, it definitely wasn't hot like it is now. So Mm -hmm. um, I definitely got a lot of stuff that for good prices. I found stuff at thrift stores and um, I did buy stuff online and I don't even know how it started. I think we found some locally and I just was like, oh, I really like mushrooms because I was really mm-hmm. not into it before. I don't know yeah. what got me into it. Um, and now it's just so expensive that I'm just like, unless it's a good deal. No, I'm not going to. Yeah. yeah. Like I just yeah. bought a tea kettle and I put it on my Instagram with the box and I did pay up for that. Um because I had the original box, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely a ton of Mary Mushroom stuff that I don't oh, have, yeah. like so much. But yeah, it'd be almost impossible to collect all of I the Mary Mushroom. I did not collection. realize how much Mary Mush like it's a Mary Mushroom explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they it's really, crazy. Sears went all the way in. Yeah, like they. Yeah, they were like, no, we're not going to stop at you know canisters. We're going to go wallpaper, wallpaper, towels. 
curtains? Uh, yeah, I have the spices. curtains. I have um, so the contact paper. Um, mm. There's wall tiles, which are fantastic. I wish I could. Wow. There. <laughs> yeah. um, I have the wow. Sears catalogs and I'll look through them, like the vintage. Like I have a few like of those, like from the late 70s and early um, 80s. And they have like a whole two-page spread of like Mary Mushroom, like, and there's so much stuff I haven't seen, but I've been lucky to find some stuff. So, um, locally, and um, we got like a light fixture we found locally that I have over my sink that I love. And, um, but yeah, there's definitely that planter I want. God damn it. I want that planter. Somebody, please. I put it out to the world every day. I, people have said they have it without the bottom, but I have to have a bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, have not the bottom. So if you're listening, and you oh, everybody knows with want. the bottom in the box <laughs> in the box. Yeah, I know. Yes. I could have bought it. I guess this is where my cheapness sometimes gets me. You know, I'm like, I just. But it, I mean, you know, I understand, there, I there's a limit, that. and yeah. I yeah, there's I, a limit. There was a, there's a yeah. part where I'm just like, can I spend that much mm-hmm. money? <laughs> I know. Well, I had texted Sam that I'm like, I'm trying to bait if I want to spend sixty bucks. It was the green geometric pattern four court. Mm, yeah, bowl. I've had that. And I was before. just like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, yes, maybe have a scratch. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, and then I piss myself off, and then I'm like, screw it, I'm not doing it, not buying it. And then I'm like, I did that. Mm-hmm. The vintage regret. Yeah, I found that one at the thrift store years ago, and of course I sold it. Otherwise, I, yeah send it to you but i'm sorry it was just like i didn't really have any unless i had the box I, like i don't really mm-hmm. it was like it's a hard one to like what do you do with yeah. it unless you use it i guess <laughs> I yeah gonna i say, mean, i didn't think of a lot of things to do. <laughs> well it's an interesting like the the I guess every collection, why somebody collects is different. It's different uses. And, mm-hmm. you know, like there's some people that collect Pyrex that would never dream of using it. Like they, that's like out of their, mm-hmm. they will never use oh, it. Oh, I know. And then, yeah, I see some people with their like gorgeous displays of Pyrex and they're just like, it's just to look at. I'm like, mm-hmm. but, ooh, but if you did like mm-hmm. with dessert bars, that little platter would look perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. My one, well, my, my display that I have, that's all my rare stuff. I'm like, do not touch it. You know, behind glass. It's like, yeah. Like, yeah. My black snowflake only gets used at Christmas Mm. and I put rolls in. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Cause it's, it's a, it's not like super rare, but I mean, they're sought after. And if I were to break it, I would be devastated because I got it for so cheap. Yeah. I know. I went to an antique mall and there was one for 36 bucks. And don't ask me why I didn't get it. That's a great price. Yeah. I yeah. know. I had already had like four different yeah. Pyrexes and I'm like, oh, God, I just can't get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. But yeah, I get do it. it. I love seeing this into this part of your brain with Pyrex, Jill. I do. <laughs> I do enjoy this. Uh, my crazy brain. Yeah. So where, before we get into the estates I walk through, where can our listeners find the beautiful photos of your collections online? Yeah, so I'm on Pyrex Owl. So yeah, easy peasy. I started it, oh gosh, 2015, I started that, um, <laughs> my account is just to kind of show off my collection. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just kind of started from there um, with the collection and then it's just kind of grown. So it's just kind of developed. Um, and I don't really sell, I do have a, Macari account, but I'm pretty crappy about listing. So, and I don't like to ship a lot. So I usually do local 
Um, and I do like mm-hmm. selling events occasionally, um, you know, yeah. here and there, but most of the stuff that I have is not for sale, but you know, there's mm-hmm. a few pieces that I don't. If you ever decide, cause you also have an incredible owl collection that we did not get into. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was a more recent, like, ugh. I loved owls, obviously, because I started Pyrex Owl. I, I obviously loved owls at the time, too. And yeah, it's definitely grown like my little Viking owls. Um, if and- you ever get rid of those. <laughs> well, those ones I paid up for because you cannot. <sighs> yeah, you like, cannot find them. Those are not anywhere. Like, I've gone to antique That's stores. the newest thing that we stumbled across. They're so beautiful. They are so beautiful. And I had, like, I went to this one antique store and they had a ton of glass, ton of like beautiful Viking. I'm like, do you have any of those owl? And they're like, what are those? Like the, it's just, people don't know what they are. And Mm -hmm. so I've had to buy all, almost all of those on eBay. I've got a few on Instagram, but I've had to pay up for them um, for sure. So that's one collection where um, I'll pay up for, although there's some pieces that are rarer that I, I'm not going to get into it. Like there's $300 ones and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I yeah. think for now, what I have is um, about it. So, yeah, but I love owls yeah. too. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, you have beautiful photos of those on your Instagram and just so many interesting pieces. And I just brought home an owl. It's a Boston, which is chalkware, oh. Boston's Boston's made in England and it's this owl sitting on a branch staring at, down at a monarch caterpillar. Oh, oh, nice. It's so cool. It was in my grandparents' kitchen and I brought it home. Yeah. You know, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I have I think two owls upstairs, I think. Yeah, one of the foam like the uh like they were around the same time as Burwood and Sirocco, but they're yeah. not Burwood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's an owl like blow mold I really want, like an orange one. But that's another one that eludes me. And they're so expensive Mm -hmm. when you see them online. And I really want one, but I'm like, do I want to pay 250 bucks for one? No, I don't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I know. So, yeah, that's what gets sometimes as a collector. It's just like, okay, what am I willing to spend? (laughs) Right. And then, you know, there's other things that we find super cheap, you know. Like we were, and then you're like, How, "Why is this so cheap?" And you're like, "Almost run out of the store." Yeah, like I mean, most of the it. furniture, like, sorry, most of furniture in our house, we've got like super cheap, or like the green couch, the green chair, mm-hmm. got for fifty bucks, and like, oh, my nice. Brasilia, like we bought the Brasilia, we didn't even know what Brasilia was, and <laughs> it's worth yeah. money now. And uh, so I have a few Brasilia pieces, but yeah, so we definitely the furniture. I don't pay anything. Like I'm very cheap Mm-mm. about furniture. I do not pay full price for furniture. Yeah, yeah, same. All of my vintage furniture in my house is thrifted. Yeah. for a very reasonable. Yeah, price for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have my, and that's what I love most about my house is that it doesn't look like anybody else's house. Right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. my and like my neighborhood is very new, so everybody is mm-hmm. you know gray and white and bless this house and here I am <laughs> mm-hmm. live laugh love <laughs> this linoleum. and here I am yeah Mary mushroom and yeah so yeah. uh it's fine nobody knows from the outside until they come in like oh what is going on in here but anyway. I love it speaking of things Jill loves the most about this show mm-hmm. you don't like this one so walk through I hate estate sale walkthroughs why is that because it's that whole uh, vintage regret thing. Because mm-hmm. you have to leave one behind. Yep. Yeah. And I usually want them both. Yeah. Okay. This one I'm really worried about. <laughs> so every week on the Mothball Prophecies, we do an imaginary estate sale walkthrough. And it is built about 
the uh, guests' favorite collectibles or things they like or things they've seen in their Instagram pictures. Nothing is safe. Uh, I generally keep them pretty safe because Jill and I are not together for some of these, but we're together today, and it's a Pyrex (laughs) question, so I had to go straight for the knees. I'm sorry. Um, Each scenario is made up of one or two or two to three items. You just have to pick one. Pick one. And you, money is not an issue. Okay. Uh, space is not an issue. If it's your favorite color, favorite piece, favorite thing, if it's not denoted, it is there. I have not missed this at all. I know. And you were responsible for finding your own loopholes. We won't tell you any, but you're I've yet to find them. Yeah. So, are we ready? I'm ready. Good. (laughs) Today, we are headed to a local estate sale, and we've used our friend Ruth Rosenfield's tips to look up how long the current occupants have been in the home. Mm. And we're looking at 50 years of collectibles in this home. That's my dream right there. Mm -hmm. I only Mm -hmm. go to estate sales if, sorry, just often. No, go for it. Um, because I can only go because I work full time. I have to be very selective and I usually can't mm-hmm. go and I stand, I can't stand in line. I have to go like when it started. It's, I'm not a great estate sale person, but <laughs> I love them, but they have to be packed. They have to have from the fifth, you know, be 50 or 60 years old and have, mm-hmm. you know, like the dirtier, the better, the more you have to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. the better. So mm-hmm. that's just me. If it's a clean estate sale, I, I don't, I'm not there. No, if I, there's a room, there was this Victorian uh, boarding house that I dug through for my birthday last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year, it was last year, and it was gigantic, and it was all digging, and I was just jazzed. Oh my I gosh, the uh, best. in the car, the yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my I've favorite. Been, all right, if I can go back a second time, you know, it's oh, yeah. state sale. So I, I mm-hmm. love those, sure. and unfortunately, there's a lot of competition. So it's okay though, but. Usually I just look, I'm looking for myself these days. So it makes it Mm -hmm. easier, you know, I don't have to worry about resale and all that. I'm not going to do it full time. Mm -mm. Too much pressure. Way too much. (laughs) So we entered through the front and we head straight to our favorite place, the kitchen. What kind of estate sale would this be without a Pyrex question? A fine. (laughs) And I'm just getting it out of the way in the beginning. Okay. And we almost pass out. At what we see. We see a complete set of Aggie Crown Flowers bowl set. It's the Crown Flower set. Complete. No dishwasher wear. Beautiful. Or the set of three casserole dishes that are the Aggie Flannel Flowers in rose pink. So one flower set is a little more daisy-like. This other flower set is a little more whimsical. Jill, you can go first. Can I? (laughs) Wow, that's super sweet of you. You're welcome. You know, just because you're the Yep. Um made it to 32. It'll be all right. <laughs> uh My god. The fool. All right. All right. You yeah. Where you want to be? Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody already grabbed the other one, so like <laughs> I was standing. I know. Bold by the time that's usually how it happens too. We but. made a human wall. <laughs> <laughs> we usually do when we're mm-hmm. so for Pyrex. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rachel? Uh, probably you the first one. That was an easy one for me. I think. Um, Ooh, although okay. I think I have the I have the flannel 
Flowers um, Space Saver that I got years ago, but um, I've had the other one too, and but I only had one bowl. So yes, mm. so I think I would go for the first the 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 flower. Yeah. With the pattern. Crown flower, which is yeah. a weird name for the pattern because it no, doesn't look like it crowns. Doesn't look, yeah. um, and so Jill doesn't kill me on the way home. I have got the crown flowers and I just gave them to her. Oh, but I see. bought them. Because so I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, nice. Okay, now that the hard part is done, we're on to the living room. And for a little levity, there is a gigantic, large 70s ceramic pig that's sitting on his cute little fat butt. Or. The quintessential large ceramic white fluffy cat. Which one are you picking? Oh, I'm going for the pig. Ooh, I had to I had to bring some levity to it. What about you, Rachel? Are we going? Um, for, I think I'm going kidding? for the cat. I love oh. my cats. They're my um, I love cats. So um, yeah. my two boy cats are my other children. So um, mm-hmm. I would probably go for the cat. Yeah, I do okay. like pigs though. We did have a giant ceramic pig which is funny we found like a it's a miss piggy that we found it was like this giant bank anyway oh goodness cute crazy nice um i'm torn also because i have two cats Uh binks and bathtub i love that (laughs) four-year-old named him um his full name (laughs) is prts bathtub washington (laughs) so his full legal name he goes by bathtub um i am gonna go for the pig. Mm. I love the cat too. And my grandma had the cat, another grandma. And I don't know what happened to it, but I'm going to go with the pig because he's an idiot. I love uh, it. Yeah. All right. Last on the list, we head to the basement and we see a collection of latch hook wall hangings mm-hmm. and rugs and all the things, right? Mm-hmm. The first one is a Santa latch hook tree skirt or a round frog latch hook wall hanging. And it kind of looks like it's fish-eyed, like he's gigantic and then his legs are little. And he's got like that stupid derpy mm-hmm. look on his face. Mm-hmm. Which one, Jilly? Ooh. Look at us. We're opposite today. It's a I love. I'm- well, my husband wouldn't let me hang the frog. So oh. there's no point of getting him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I love frogs right now. So that's my other collection I just started recently, which Ooh. is my Sears frog, which I had in my mm. display. So we found some Sears frog canisters that I'm still not sure what year they're from. Late seventies, maybe, but yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. I can't find them in the catalog. That's why I'm not sure what year they're from. Yeah. But, they're kind of a weird mm-hmm. unicorn. Yeah. Like, and I guess people uh, call them Neil the frog. Um, I don't know if that's the official <laughs> name, but. Neil the frog. I don't is, know. We'll have to look that uh, up. <laughs> but frog. anyway, I would go with the frog. I do love latch hooks, like the one, the deer one I have. I got on an estate sale. It was so a packed cute. estate that was crazy. And I just remember, I just saw it and I was like, Dink! Oh, like, and I have an owl latch hook. I don't have a ton. Um, I, have, mm-hmm. um, I can't make yeah. them, so I have to. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's one of those things. I will buy it if it's really pretty or interesting right not like your regular run-of-the-mill yeah. stuff um i am also going for the frog because i have a frog collection that was one of my first collections mm-hmm. was frogs yep um i had an army of them so uh-huh. yeah the frog latch hook is what i'm going for that was all that was the the picks nice those are, those are fun those are not too bad i know i tried to make it my thing with the estate so where do you go first the kitchen or the basement so like Ooh, especially yeah I, what's your 
Well, if I'm by myself, because sometimes if I go with my husband, we'll, we'll split. Um, I probably, well, I glance in the kitchen, but then I usually head for the basement because that's usually where the good stuff is. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's usually where the Mm -hmm. Christmas stuff is. Um, if they have a basement, not every house here has Mm -hmm. basements. I don't know about in Idaho, but most every house is. Yeah. Some of the older ones, like the ones. And their son, like we went to one yesterday and they didn't have, we're like, where's the basement? We're like, we don't have a basement. Like, it doesn't exist. Yet. But that's yeah. fine. We didn't have a basement growing up either. So it's just, happening. yeah. So yeah, usually I try to go to the basement because not everybody makes their way down there first. And that's- Are you a fast sweeper or um, a moser? super? Yeah. So I just run through, do a quick run through, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just see what I can find. And then I will always do a second round. And if I'm really yeah. crazy, I'll do a third round. So same. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Glad to know we're in good company. Because I almost always miss something. Like I, I was at an estate sale mm-hmm. a while back and I went, I did my first round. And then when I was walking around again, I found the red swung base, which is in my picture. And I was like, I, it was like on the floor kind of hiding. I was like, oh, I cannot believe I didn't see that. Like mm-hmm. I was really upset with myself. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. usually my husband, if he goes to an estate sale, he wants to be in line two hours before and we both work. So it just doesn't work most of the time unless... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm one, I don't like to get there until it starts or after. So I know mm-hmm. I'm going to miss stuff, but it is what it is. Yeah. It's just, I know. Yeah. That, yeah. It's just, uh, it's just heartbreaking when you stand in line <laughs> for hours and then you don't get what mm-hmm. you wanted. So I usually, then try. you see the person, yeah, at the first line go straight to what you were after and you're like, well, bye. Yeah. You're like, they're wasting my day. So most of the time I don't go for a specific thing. I just look and see, is this kind of the aesthetic I'm looking for? And mm-hmm. if it is, then I just go without like, like, I'm just like, I'm just going to go and see what I find and just not be upset. I'm getting to that point because I can't stand to be upset anymore about losing out yeah. on something. It's just so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a, well, thank you yeah. so much for one, the rescheduling and all that oh, and yeah. sitting down with us. I was so excited to have you on and to hear about the workings of your collection. And Fantastic. I just love it. I just, maybe I'll look at Pyrex a little differently now. No. Oh, nope. Maybe you don't want to compete just look with her. For you don't want to compete. No. no. I think it's good yeah. to have a friendship where you both like something different. So mm-hmm. it's effective. It's estate very sales. helpful, especially if you're mm-hmm. going to like a thrift store or a state sale, because you don't really want to mm-hmm. be in the same. Although yes, you know, does. sometimes it's nice to have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like it's nice to know that. Someone. Yeah, when we go, I know what she likes. She knows what I like, and we split up in the house, and then we'll both come back with our baskets full of shit for the other person. Be like, you want this? You want this? You want this? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah. So that is really nice. Nice. So. That's good. Thank you so much again. This was wonderful. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to dreamily scroll through your Instagram again. because Thank gorgeous. you. Well, it was wonderful meeting you too and talking to you in person. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Okay. To hear even more about the items we talk about today with Rachel, stick around for this week's Curio Corner. Welcome to this week's Curio Corner. It is with another special guest. Today we're sitting down with the beloved... Spelltrack is joining me. Hello. Hello, children. Jill is in Boise for a soccer tournament. Again. Again. It's a very busy time of the year for her with soccer. Um, Both the kids play it, and so that keeps her a little bit busy, but we have plenty of wonderful people to fill in. Yeah. And today we are covering Rachel Owl, who we talked with about her extensive Pyrex collection, which you will hear tomorrow probably. Spellcheck? Yeah. Yeah. 
tomorrow. Going into it blind. Absolutely. Which is all right. <laughs> Which is all right. Um, but I did want to kind of touch base a little bit on how the last kind of month has been uh, on, I guess, this side of the mic yeah. for me with um, my grandmother passed away at the end of February. And then we spent the last month getting the house ready. Um, it has already been sold, the house. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of a, the perfect ideal. They bought it as is. And a contractor and his family are purchasing it. Wow. So we don't have to do anything. That's that's great. That's good. Yeah. But it's kind of already taken care of. Yeah, it worked out well. And we spent um, quite a bit of time going through getting all of our personal effects and things that we wanted from the home. Mm-hmm. Items that were sentimental or important pieces of paper and documents and things like that. Yeah. And my mom and I spent probably about 40 hours doing that wow. job. And it was really actually uh, beautiful and cathartic and all of those things. Um, we went through every square inch of the home and just making sure we didn't miss anything and finding things that had been stashed away for safekeeping. We found mm-hmm. a ton of those. And we'll, I'm sure, go into that in some future point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we took time to look through important things that we found. We found her scrapbook from 1959. Which I went through as well, and it is amazing. It's like inspiring. It makes me want to do a scrapbook filled with things that you think are meaningless. But yeah, then 100%. Your granddaughter finds them. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and we found so many pictures and love notes and poems from my grandfather to various people and my grandmother. We found three manuscripts in the house that nobody knew existed. Oh, wow. Um, my grandpa's a published author, Wally Swenson. Wallace Swenson is his author name. And yeah, so that has taken a lot of my uh, brain and emotional capacity for mm-hmm. the past month. Um, I really probably only worked like three and a half weeks behind the chair for the entire month of March. Ooh. Yeah. And so now I'm back to my regular schedule, which is a little daunting. But um, one of the things I wanted everybody to know is there will be an estate sale at my grandmother's house next weekend, this coming week. Yep. Um, It's being put on by the absolutely wonderful Linda of Wild Hair Estate Sales. Would not have entrusted it to anyone else. Mm -mm. And the estate sale will be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the 7th, 8th, and 9th. And I believe it starts at four or five o'clock on Thursday. Um, You can check out Linda's Wild Hair to see when that starts. But I did want to mention there are still lots of really wonderful, beautiful, sentimental things in the home. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Please come because (laughs) there's only so much that Sam could take home. Yeah. And uh, just know if you do go to this sale, it's in Shelly, that seven people took what they wanted out of that house. (laughs) before the estate sale. But I did want to mention how it shifted my thinking on estate sales. Mm -hmm. You know, I have always gone to estate sales and garage sales and wondered, how could somebody sell this? How could somebody not take this piece? Yeah, but now you're on the other side of it and you can kind of see, oh, they probably did take the things that were most important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like looking at things and um, being like there was... 25 other things ahead of that, Mm -hmm. sentimental-wise, right? And the other thing that will surprise, I think, everybody is I had not Googled anything in her home. What it was, the maker, value, none of it until this last month. What? Yeah. 
even my mom was like, what? You haven't looked any of this up? I'm like, no, it, none of it held any type of value outside of memories to me. Oh, okay. That, so it was just, it was literally sense. just grandma's stuff. Yeah. Grandma and grandpa's stuff. I'd never thought of it that way. Yeah. I guess it would seem kind of unnatural to be in your grandma's house getting ready for the estate sale, looking oh. things up. Yeah, because I don't know if anybody else's grandparents' houses were like this. But like, there were certain rooms, like if you were not accompanied by somebody, you just mm-hmm. didn't go into. Yeah, hands in pockets, don't mm-hmm. breathe. Like you couldn't go into their bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, you couldn't go into the clothing room. You could not go into the basement because there was lots of guns. Mm. Um, you And it was, you know, out of sight. Yeah. So it was like, if you were over, you were in the dining room, the living room, or sitting on the deck. Yeah, like the the designated areas for guests. Yes. Even though you're her grandchild, you're still a guest. <laughs> yes. And so there were lots of things that are very special. But to me, it was like a no-touch item. Yeah. So I never built a bond to it. Mm. So the, some of the things I did take were her crochet needles. And some hooks. patterns, crochet hooks. Thank you. <laughs> See, look at how she would be ashamed. Gosh. Crochet hooks, pictures, cookbooks, recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, my was- mom was very funny. The two of us going through the house, and I was like, "Mom, don't like people buy those at estate sales, mm-hmm. right?" And she goes, "This really?" <laughs> and it was like an old package of aspirin, like the metal tin. <gasps> right. That's so cool. Or little plastic tins or mm-hmm. desk organizers, things. I'm like, mom, stop throwing that away. Stop. So I was like going behind her to be like, stop it. Just stop it. Don't do that. So finally, you know, it like came to the end of it. She was like, oh, people will buy that. And I just like look <laughs> at her and be like, will they, mom? Will they? So that was beautiful. We found a lot of things that like she had. But I took, um, we found all of my grandfather's service records from the Air Force. Oh, wow. And my mom like went to toss them. And I was like, absolutely not. These are typed on a typewriter. No, thank you, woman. No, Jocelyn. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) but yeah, it was a really uh, beautiful experience. And there is um, this video we took of all of the Boston heads hung on a wall in the kitchen forever, right? They moved. We figured most of the things in the house had moved across the seas four times. (gasps) There and back. That is Awesome. So four times collectively. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother always told the story about how um, when they moved from England back to the States, they there was one gentleman that spent four days packing glassware <gasps> in her home. Oh. If that tells you anything. Oh, that poor guy. And that was in 1979. That man has told that story a million times. And she said none of her stuff broke because she kept him in good tea. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Kept him in good tea. That is. And she like remembered the, I wish I remembered the exact, she remembered the exact number of tea bags she went through while Whoa. they were in her home. Of course she did. Anyways, yeah. So there was lots of things like that that we found in the home and stuff that I had always lusted after. And the Boston heads were something that all of us wanted. They were the first things I started to ask about in antique stores. Do you mm-hmm. have Boston heads? And then I'd get looked at like I had four heads, four Boston heads. <laughs> and... um. There was 15 total, and mm-hmm. I have two brothers that remember them. My third brother is too little to have any type of remembrance of them. Mm-hmm. And so the three of us put all, we numbered them 1 through 15 on the wall. We put 1 through 15 in one of my grandpa's old camping, camping hats, and we picked a number. That's the best. That, what? Yeah. Mm. And then my sister-in-law picked by a, a 
was the proxy picker for my oldest brother who was sick when we first got to the house. Mm. So we picked, and it was funny, we all ended up with the ones that we like eyeballed our whole lives. So the universe followed through. Provided. (laughs) And so I recorded that, and my family was so tired of me recording video. (laughs) But it was the things I wanted. I went through when we got to the home before we took anything out and recorded the house as it was Mm -hmm. when we, you know, got there and... It was interesting to see what people picked. It was a beautiful experience, but it has changed my perspective on when you see something in a home that looks special or important, Mm -hmm. and you're wondering why it was left behind. Know that somebody was probably picking numbers out of a hat fighting over these ridiculous heads. Yeah. Or papers or, you know. Yeah. It totally changes the whole view mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. when you go into an estate sale. Yeah. And I was so grateful that I knew Linda to trust her to go through the house mm-hmm. and set everything up and stage everything. Because and... even though you'd already gone through and gotten the things that you mm-hmm. felt like you needed to have, you still want someone to treat everything with respect yeah. and and be gentle and understanding, Yeah, which is exactly what she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she had, she had heard me talk about my grandmother numerous times, mm-hmm. numerous times. And it was also nice, you know, there was a couple of times I had to go pick something up, right, from the home. And um, Linda or Bud would ask me, you know, do you know anything about this? Or So mm. it's a really, it's a really beautiful thing. And I was excited because I have, you know, quite a few people that live locally. And the thought of having other people share in the experience of the specialness of her home mm-hmm. is really cool. That that sounds, that just sounds like something that you would do is just sharing that. Yeah, yeah. that's very Sam. So thank you, <laughs> and um, yeah. So that was uh, it was really beautiful and it was helpful and um, yeah. All long story short, it was a great mm-hmm. experience. And I was in October of last year, the last time I saw her in person. Um, I told her on the phone. I said, "I'm bringing my recording equipment." Mm-hmm. And I'm going to record our conversation that we have. And she was not for it. She was like, <laughs> I don't want the headphones. I don't want the microphone. I'm like, I'm not bringing any of that. It's just going to sit in the room and record our conversation. And I told her, I said, I won't release it to the public, right? But there is a very special thing that is coming from all of this in the show. And I will release more details about that when it's closer to that. Um, but there's a specific thing I'm having made. And I was able to speak about it with my grandmother and record that conversation Mm -hmm. and the process of gathering material for that piece. I'll tell you when we're done. Oh, okay. Um, Just it's in the planning stages and all of those things. So, but just know that whenever that happens, the snippet of us discussing this particular thing will come out into the world. I'm very excited. I don't know what's happening, but I'm excited. So I, I am also very excited. And she was very excited. So, oh, this is so it's cool. all it's all the beautiful things. Um, but today we talked with Rachel Owl, mm-hmm. who has been on our list for a while. Rachel Pyrex Owl. She's been on our list for a long time because of uh, why wouldn't she be Pyrex? And we talked about a couple of things in particular that I know we have not covered in a Curio Corner. Mm-hmm. Most specifically. Promotional Pyrex. Which, how have we missed this? How have we missed it? I have seen the identification debacle of it Mm -hmm. on Instagram, TikTok, all of the places. I found a very lovely, comprehensive written article on it on Mm pyrexcollector.com. If you're a listener, come on the show. (laughs) So in this 
uh, blog that they've written up about promotional Pyrex items, it was very interesting because the first interesting fact is promotional Pyrex did not have an official name. Yeah, it just was something that just kind of popped out and and happened. Yeah, like related to the pattern, right? And it's kind of been adaptive and molded by collectors making whatever name they see fit for it, which is very interesting to me. So they were originally marketed as gift giving. Now, some promotional items of glassware at the time was given with ovens and fridges and household things and all of that. and we've talked about that before. Right. This specifically was with the eye of gift giving in mind. Yeah. So promotional Pyrex items only came out in the fall at the beginning for Pyrex aficionados. Mm -hmm. Twice a year. Twice a year. Fall because of the holidays. Mm -hmm. Spring because of Mother's Day, Easter. weddings. And weddings, which we all know if you've listened to the show. You can't get married in the winter. No. And the gift registry was a guise of Lennox Porcelain. Oh, thanks, Lennox. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So um, they were often given... As a set, they were in the form of a single dish with a cover, okay, like a lid, Mm -hmm. in a unique color or pattern outside of what was already being created, and often including an accessory, such as a trivet or a candle-warming cradle. Man, really? Mm -hmm. Why don't they do this still? Right. So they were trying to figure this out, and they were like, how do we make this, like, deluxe, right? Mm -hmm. How do we make this really great? And that's when they were like, let's do unusual stuff. Like, let's use colors we're using, but patterns you can't get anywhere else. Yes. And they did so as, like, marketing it as, like, this is only available for this amount of time. Yeah, which, I mean, what what else could you have said to have sold more? Right. And they instructed the retailers that were selling Pyrex that this was how long the promotion was supposed to go, and when the promotion was over, to remove all of the promotional Pyrex from the floors. And they... Didn't listen. They did not do that. They gave no shits. No. They have found uh, dated local advertising from newspapers that show that the promos were apparently offered as much as a year or more beyond the initial promotional time. Mm -hmm. They just said, Pyrex, we don't care. Which sounds very small towny. It does, but like, it, I mean, it probably happened a sounds lot. Sounds like though. when I'd go shop at King's, you know, <laughs> like, and they just had whatever. I miss King's yeah. so much. Uh, I never went in there. Literally, I've never been in a Kings. It was a block or two away from our house across railroad tracks across the highway. No, I've see, I saw the building. I've driven past it. Why didn't you go in? Because I was a teenager. That's true. And Kings was like... Yeah. The, I grew up as a teenager in Shelley, where yeah. there was literally Kings and the grocery store. I, I grew up in places with actual stores. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks. I swear, you remember those thumb suckers? The, Excuse me? The suckers that were shaped after a thumb. What are you talking about? It's a candy. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Everybody Google. That's a kink. (laughs) (laughs) We don't kink shame on the mothball prophecies. (laughs) No, we don't. So the thumb, I was like my main candy to go get because of the shock value. Surprise to nobody. And um, it was terrible. It was an awful Robitussin cherry flavor. Oh, I like that flavor. But it had this monstrous rubber sleeve that you could put back over to the thumb. I know. Don't take it anymore in the direction of I King. can't. I can't, Sam. <laughs> but you would... And it had like a... Do you want to finish that sentence? Look. What? I'll post this on no. the Instagram. What is that? That's the thumb sucker. So there's the monstrous rubber sleeve uh-huh. that was your sucker saver. Nope. That's how I looked at it. That is... Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's showing me a picture and it literally looks like a box of dildos. It does. Now that I'm looking back at it with adult eyes. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, but I would, we would go to Kings and we would get that or like the squeezy sour jelly candy. Oh my God, stop. I know. Anyways. Small town Idaho is bizarre. It's also where I would buy my Ann Gettys dolls at the time. So, but no promotional Pyrex to be seen. So we would go there, get our candies, do that. But get your thumbs. This is definitely something they would have done to be like, we're not fucking getting rid of that. (laughs) No way. We would have seen it all year long. So, um, the new promotions were released in groups spanning the range of price points also. Which is awesome. I do like that. Mm-hmm. So they were, it was a, to accommodate everybody's budget, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, there was levels of decoration, levels of like dishes or bowls or things like that, and the functionality, and it included the accessory all factored into the cost. Nice. Yeah. Um, another interesting part of this was how collectible these have become. Mm-hmm. Because of like literally hitting all of the holy girdle points of a promotional piece of Pyrex are mm-hmm. original box. Yep. Hard to find. I have one. Of original Pyrex box? Mm-hmm. You have to share that. I it's so my grandma gave me it was so funny when I found it in her closet. She gave me um it was a Pyrex. It's like a dish with the candle warmers underneath uh-huh. it and the little tray uh-huh. original from her wedding with the wedding card, like the card still in it and the box. And she was like, Oh, do you really want that? And I almost cried. And my mom had to calm me down. <laughs> <laughs> Please share it so we can see what the pattern is. Yep. Yep. Incredible. Mickey or your no, other side? My, uh, my not Dutch grandma. I was like, that's surprising. My Mormon grandma. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So you, you're already ticking some boxes. Oh, yeah. So, and then uh, the cradle or trivet being original, but usually they've gone astray. Like, you see mm-hmm. them all the time lonely at the thrift store. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where, like, the the topmost picky of collectors want all that, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a very popular promotional piece of Pyrex that was called Lucky in Love. And this piece sold in 2015 on eBay. It was the Cinderella Round Casserole. Please sit down for this. Sold for $4,000. <gasps> right? Yeah. To distinguish them from standard patterns, promotional pieces are often referred to as non-standard. So here are some things Ms. Beltrick's going to tell us that you need to know about promotional items. Okay. So things you need to know about these promotional items. Uh, the patterns on these items t- typically did not appear in standard pattern collections. We've said this, but I mean, it's... They're different. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at the pattern and you recognize it, that it probably means it's not a promotional item. Yeah. Um, usually confined to just a single size or color of lid or bowl, a decorative pattern was sometimes offered in a color variant o- on other dishes. So you might see a similar pattern, but it'll be a different color. That you've never really seen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, many were packaged with an accessory. Again, Sam already kind of went over this, but you might get a trivet. You might get the hugger cradle or the magic cradle, which is in quotes, and I'm not sure what they're implying. Uh, you might even get a wicker basket or a quilted cozy carrier, which, man, I want to find one of those. I want that. Uh, or, you know, salad utensils. So basically, it's going to come with something that's useful. Mm-hmm. Um, Make the gift better. Right, because they're mm-hmm. for... Mm-hmm. How did that fall out of my These brain? are the gift sets that girls want. Yes. Femme presenting people do not want the baskets of lotion. Nope. 
at Walgreens. I'm I'm about as we want promotional Pyrex gifts. I'm as femme as you can get. And listen, <laughs> I want this them. is what I want. It's the motherfucking Pyrex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, many promotionals, especially the early ones, were given no official pattern name. So, um, it's just referred to as whatever the collector decides to call it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the and then adopted by yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just became, the name of it became through the collectors. The Pyrex populace. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the special item, over the years, various special items were offered. Um, some of them technically were promotional and they came with like larger stuff and a little small one. Um, they were offered for just a limited time. Uh Unlike seasonal non-standard promos, specials typically did not appear in dated catalogs. Now that's cool. Oh, that makes them extra special. Yeah, because you can't find them in the catalog. Oh, wow. So the paper trail is like almost non-existent. Yeah, it's like the mob of Pyrex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of which Jill is the... We don't talk about non-standard, non-promoted Pyrex. The first rule of Pyrex Club is... <laughs> Some may have been confined to a market channel or offered through um, a stamp uh, redemption program. So this is literally something it's not in a catalog and you have to have like a special token for it. See, this is like the shit they do at like Albertsons. Maybe Safeway does it too. We have Albertsons here. The lottery like monopoly shit. Oh. But then they have the display of like Rachel Ray's nonsense at the grocery store. I was thinking this is like a secret society where... Well, yeah, but when it was better, not when they were like, here's an <laughs> olive oil decanter. <laughs> like, it was better. It was like, here's promotional Pyrex. Uh, <laughs> yes. Where's your coupon books? We can punch it. I don't know what they did. <laughs> um, so many of these were uh, prominently labeled special value, um, and others were kind of packaged in, like, generic boxes. So even that, you couldn't tell. Wow. It's like they just... Kind of wanted you to open the box and, ooh, goody, look, it's not what I thought it was, you know? Here's what we need it to be. Wow. Pyrex? (laughs) Some of these examples include, like, a standard pattern casserole accessorized with a cradle or an oven mint, um, an open stock bowl in a color opposite of the one on an alternating color set. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. a single casserole from a set packaged individually, often in a color different from the set version, or multiple I- items packaged as a special set. See, in all of this stuff, I mean, you literally could have gone into the store, picked out a box, and not known what you were getting. Wow. Are you looking at pictures? I was trying to find the promotional stamps. Oh, like yeah. Like the booklet. Like, does it look like a early rations booklet? That's but for exactly Pyrex? what I was thinking. If anybody knows what that looks like, will you please tell us? Please contact. Please. How interesting. Yeah. Who would have thought that, like, this just needs to be the tagline for this goddamn podcast. Who would have thought? (laughs) Did you know? Yeah. If you have a chance to look over this um, article, it also has the Stamper Redemption programs listed and what you could get in those. Yeah. The last thing we're going to touch on quickly was we spoke about Neil the Frog. Neil, I want to marry this frog. Mm -hmm. Which I have never collected Neil the Frog. I think maybe at one point I had something, but it wasn't. I think it was maybe like a powder dispenser. I had no idea Neil existed until today. Till this moment. This very moment. 
That's what happens when you come to my house. I'm ready for a second husband. <laughs> so Neil the Frog was created by Sears and Roebuck. Mm-hmm. Old Sears and Roby were oh, the ones we man. love. So I looked up, as I do for Curio Corners, the history of mm-hmm. the whatever. And the article I found about Neil the Frog does not relate to his history at all. <laughs> but it's so cool. But relates to his pop culture history, which is his history in the movie The Shining. Which I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, this is from iScream237.ca. And that's spelled I like eyeball scream. Okay. Ooh. So it shows pictures of where Neil the Frog pieces appear in the movie The Shining and how it correlates to the flashbacks and the spiral. And I, I would like to say that um, Stanley Kubrick uh, did this on purpose. Yes. He did everything on purpose. Literally. Insane. Yeah, Just a madman. Yes. Yeah, so the first appearance we see of Neil the Frog is the first cut to Wendy's more attentive conversation at the first lunch, mm-hmm. but exists in the background of all three of the living room scenes, hidden. Now, they think that he chose these because Neil the Frog sits in kind of a Buddhist. He's like in a lotus Pattern. Sitting thing, so they are yeah. alluding to that part of the, the mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know if that's actually the point, right? This is all. It's all hearsay. Yes. Um, but they also correlate it to the elephant figurine in Susie's office being a possible allusion to Ganesha. <gasps> oh. Right. Here's these little... There's also... Um, that gives more name to Neil, which is given all the moon imagery in the film. Hmm. So... Could be met as Neil as a Neil Armstrong reference. <gasps> I'm going to choose mm-hmm. that to be true. The cooking timer seen only beside Wendy's head has a certain moon shape and connects the notions of going to the moon being like going home when Danny's lured into 237 with his Apollo 11 shirt. I need to rewatch this now. Right. So he thinks Wendy's thrown the ball, right? This is where everything starts to spiral. Mm-hmm. Um. So it goes through these, and then as for them being a Sears and Roebuck product, in the novel, Halloran is described as having teeth too perfect and white to be anything other than Sears and Roebuck dentures. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Goosebumps. Right. <laughs> and there are a lot of other references. So the sand pail in Danny's bedroom has mm-hmm. a frog cartoon character on it, mm-hmm. but it's obscured. and. Um, there's not like a Neil the frog pale sand thing, but the frog illusion carries yeah. throughout the home portions of yeah. the memories, the right? All of the, I guess memories there. isn't what you call it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. In any event, the Boulder apartment seems to be a good place for frogs who don't, to my knowledge, appear anywhere else in the film. I'm going to watch this mm-hmm. again and I'm going to find all the frogs. Yeah. So that is the reference of, and then it goes through and showing what part of a Neil the Frog piece is being shown during what parts of flashes of memory from the family outside of the what Johnny is having his, you know. This is my favorite kind of obsessive, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. internet nerding. Yes. So that is that is your Neil the Frog input for this week. That's all you need. Go back and watch The Shining. Please. And look for the vintage. That's all I do when I watch old movies now. There's so much vintage in that movie. So much. That was last side note. All the photo albums I brought home, which are <laughs> upwards of almost 30, if you can out like collect all it's the loose true. photos. Yeah. Going through those and seeing where stuff hung in that house for so long or how long they have had it. <gasps> And then seeing pieces that were in my great-grandmother's home. Whoa. That were then in their home that are now in my home. (gasps) Oh, crying. Yeah. Yeah. I have a sea urchin lamp 
that was in her home. So awesome. Yeah. So I will share uh, more of what I received and little show and telly probably on the Patreon. Um, but if you have any interesting Googling you'd like to do, please go down the Pyrex promotional rabbit hole and now mm-hmm. the Neil the Frog rabbit hole. I just, I couldn't be happier about The Shining. Mm-hmm. And for any of your display things or ideas, how to rotate your stuff out, please, please, please visit this week's guest's Instagram. It's Pyrex Owl on Instagram. We will, of course, has everything linked on our website and the Mothball Prophecies Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, I hope you find some good shit. And remember to do your research. Bye. Bye.